Welcome back to another episode of Sketch Nerds, where we break down sketch comedy. What works, what doesn't work, what we like, what we don't like, and why. Today, we're going to be discussing sketches from Mad TV and with Bob and David. You can find information about this podcast, as well as the sketches we are going to be discussing, at badmedicinecomedy.com slash sketchnerds. Joining me, as always, are Seth Alcorn. Hello. And Julian Morgan. Hello. Can you tell I'm, the difference? Can you tell the difference? I can hear that you two have different voices. No. Yeah. I'm Andy Weld. And today, as a guest, we are happy to have Patrick Donahai. Patrick, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good. <laughs> very well. Hey, well, fancy. Patrick, can you tell us about your background in comedy? Well, I, as my uh, nameplate says, I'm an actor, and I'm also writer, um, a founding member of the now defunct Flashprov uh, sketch comedy group, and. Um, I, you know, do a lot of work and have a podcast, a comedy podcast. What's your podcast? It's called The Clink Tank. Okay. And it is myself and two friends, and we drink and talk about just everything except politics, because there's enough of that. There is. Can I just add two friends, both named Robert? Yes. Well, it's Rob Um, and Rob. Rob and Rob, but yes. (laughs) I was going to say, how formal. Two Roberts and a Patrick. Like, those are nickname applied names, and no, they're not. Okay, but there's a Rob in there. And if you ever listen, you will see that it is not formal at all. They're they're two ends of the spectrum, and I won't say which spectrum, because, you know, classy. (laughs) But (laughs) I think we might get into some spectrum talk on the show today. Yeah, there might Um, be a little bit. (laughs) Foreshadowing. (laughs) Did one of them have to decide between who's going to go with Rob and who's going to go with Robert? No, they're, they're actually... Naturally, one is Rob and uh, one is Robert, and that you can tell their personalities yeah. by who goes by which. They, they were born that way. <laughs> yeah. But if you tune in, it's mostly laughing, just me all the time. Well, that yeah. that sounds like fun. Yeah. That sounds like yeah. a nice, nice pick me up just to listen to some laughter. It is. I mean, it's a nice it's a nice podcast. It's really just like uh, you've been invited to hang out with these three friends as they talk about uh, everything but politics and get progressively drunker as the show goes on. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Introducing our first sketch today, it's Patrick. Mad TV is a stylized uh, an American comedy sketch television series originally inspired by Mad Magazine. The sketch I chose today is called A Football Thing. Uh, it stars Ike Barinholtz and Josh Myers, and they play two perhaps overly zealous football buddies who discover more about themselves than they expected while throwing back a few brewskis and checking out their good old bucks. Buccaneers for you. Sports fans. <laughs> and here's a clip. Hey, well, well, what was that? What just happened? The, the buck scored. No, the other part. You mean the part about my tongue in your mouth? Yeah. Yeah, that part. It was, it was nothing. Right. I, it was just a thing. Yeah. It's a football thing. Yeah. It happens all the time. Yeah. You think so? No way. Yeah, no way. <laughs> so, uh, are we gay? No. No. I don't know. All right, Patrick, why did you bring us that sketch today? This sketch, I love it. It's, it's genius. When I first saw it, I was just blown away because I thought, you know, here is a sketch about two guys, bros, if you will, 
who just like get so wound up that their possible worlds change. And Ike Barinholtz and Josh Myers just are so completely committed to this. And in an odd way, when I was watching it, I was like, wow, you can really tell they're friends. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, because it, it's that thing when you're in a scene with somebody and you can just see it in their eyes that they're going to push as far as they can and you can either run with them or be left in the dirt. And I think this was like a, a great tug of war. And you can see it in their You can just see it in their eyes. Like yeah. they go for it. Yeah, it's that like level of trust you have with performers that you probably perform regularly with or are close with, and you just kind of know you can rely on them to to go big or to complement whatever you're doing, and it's that that huge trust factor that's key in in comedy and frankly in any acting. Oh yeah, and more so than th- not more so. Don't want to discount what that was just saying, but with <laughs> the kind of social aspect of the sketch, they make a huge commentary about without being offensive yeah um, yeah that you know they are there's a possibility that they have changed their um orientation yeah, yeah. or addressed an orient uh, or or something learned that's about been themselves in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. that's been there in the background and at no point did i feel like hey you're stepping over a line right i'm like no this could actually happen and, and, and be funny that's what? the main thing that i got too was like they never get angry Mm-mm. And that's that's super important because when you're dealing with these kind of uh, with these topics where they could they could get offensive, is you have to like approach that with like a level of empathy. So like that way the audience can connect and also get in on the fun. And it's like with these two characters, they legitimately believe they're like, oh wait, I'm am I gay? And then it's it, it, it's not, they, they don't go to a place of anger. They're just like to a point where like 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 you said, like this is world changing. Like do, like what do we do now? Yeah, you know, and yeah. That, that's. And that, that's that's what makes it so fun. Well, there is there is that one bit where it's like, well, did you get excited? No. All right, a little bit. I got it. <laughs> that, that just yeah, and it's it's interesting. I think it's it's actually maybe even uh, a little poignant because I'm going to like to you know read too deeply into this as I do every sketch we talk about, mm. where all they have to fall back on are some stereotypes. Yeah. Well, are we gay now? Well, what do we do? We do we go to bars? Do we light set? I don't know. I don't know what to do now that I'm yeah. now that I'm gay. And the way they address those stereotypes mm-hmm. is in a very curious way. And mm-hmm. they're trying to, they're wondering, and, and how does that allow them to play with stereotypes without using them negatively? Patrick? Well, to me, I, the, one of the things that like made me kind of smile, because I'm just a big old romantic, but no, <laughs> um, they always were supporting each other. Yeah. At oh, no yeah. point yeah. Yeah. did one say to the other, no, this is you. Or and and that's what you get a lot of times in like this type of sketch where they try to address, like you say, stereotypes, yeah. and one side will become the negative, and and one side will be positive. And both of these were positive, even though they're like, okay, we've got to figure this out, yeah, but we'll figure it out together, yeah, you know, yeah. And typically in this situation, I mean, even outside of sketch, you'd see the uh, the the tragic unrequited love that one of them has. Like if one, even though both of them are into it, one of them is denying it or can't accept it or whatever. So the one the the other one is left to uh, yeah to, to pine. Uh, I also want to say that at one point. 
they were literally supporting each other. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. that, yeah. That was, yeah. There, there is some excellent physical comedy in this sketch. Yeah. 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 Uh, especially when the, the larger of the two jumps into the arms. Yeah. <laughs> the other one, that was just, that was fantastic. Well, let's talk about the body. Like, the body is a tool of the comedian because this happens throughout the sketch, both in the lift, mm-hmm. in the making out, yeah. in the physicality, even when they're watching the game. And Ike Barinholtz gets into this really, like, crouched over stance that, like, looks very uncomfortable. Um, but how, and this is such a broad question, but Julian, how is the body a tool of the comedian? And what can being comfortable with your own physicality add to a sketch? So like, just from the get, it like, they ground the scene physically. Like where Ike Bernholtz, he grabs a beer. He's like, hey, you want one? He taps the beer. Like that's like, like that, that's just like a, a thing that like like uh, probably like the casual beer drinker doesn't do, but like I see it all the time with like bros and stuff like that. Like they tap the beer. It's like, oh man, I've been there, you know. And then like the like you said, the crouch stance. It ground it grounds the scene and like it creates an expectation for the audience. And then when the when after a touchdown is scored and they get excited and stuff like that, and then just the the, the aggressively making out, but it's also really sensual. Like we said earlier, like they, these actors trust each other. It also it, it helps the audience connect in a way that you it wouldn't normally would if it was just like angry, aggressive, like uh, like they're like kind of they're like fighting each other while making out a little bit, you know. But where they're embracing each other, and it's like that that just helps like the audience connect, and it, it makes it funnier. Well, even like you said from the start before. Anything happens once I sits on the couch mm-hmm. with Josh. Both of them have like the classic man spread, yeah, like a yeah. strong base, yeah. and yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's it tells you immediately that these two people are are close friends because it's not the oh, don't invade my space on this right. couch. Yeah, it's yeah. like I'm completely comfortable. I'm completely open, and it you. I've seen so many of my friends just sitting like that, watching a game, watching whatever. Yeah. And it, 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 like you said, it, you immediately know what their relationship is. They're best yeah. friends. Yeah, yeah. And they're even talking about um, uh, Josh is going to go with his girlfriend to meet their parents, and it's like you know, yeah, basic conversation that could happen. At, between any two set of best friends. Well, and I think yeah. that little bit is so great because it is, like you said, it's basic conversation, it's, it's casual conversation, but it also sets up our expectations for them to immediately turn them on us because we now, okay, he has a girlfriend. Oh, and he's been through that too. Yep. So we've established that they're straight or presenting as straight, mm-hmm. and then you get this turn, and the turn comes as a surprise, and that's yeah. great. And Seth, what is the value of surprising your audience from the get-go? There's no build. There's not really build to this. Mm-hmm. It is, boom, suddenly we're in it. And I feel like there are two ways a sketch like this can go. Yeah. It's either you build to this moment or you go, you immediately go to this moment, and then you see what's the aftermath of that moment. So what, what's the value of surprise in your surprising your audience? Surprise is funny, right? You get uh, an extra... Uh, a bang for your humorous buck when you spring something on the audience that they're not expecting. The other thing is that it makes more sense, even though this is, I mean, obviously this is the second of the two types of sketch you described, Andy, where we have something happen right. and then we discuss the aftermath. But it makes more sense in the context of the sketch because they are watching a football game. So something happens. There is a touchdown. The excitement is immediate. And so is their reaction. And you can build to that. But in football, I think it's easier to go with a touchdown. And then just get that that extra. 
here's the moment of excitement, and now we uh, we're going to react to it. We're going to see what happens, and uh, what happens is that they they fall in love, yeah. or at least make out for a while. I talk about this all the time. I say I feel like I say it all the time. That's the basic element of a joke. You create an expectation and then you subvert it, right? And it's right. immediately funny. Yep. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, there's lots of definitions of comedy, but one of them is comedy is the unexpected plus safety. Yeah. yeah. You can catch me off guard. You're you're damned yeah, sure to get a laugh out of me. Yeah. yeah. Even if it's, it, and it can be in you know a bunch of different ways that. You can shock, uh, nervous laughter, but it is that element of surprise that will elicit that response. Patrick, do you think these characters are gay? Or does yes. it even matter? <laughs> no, I was yeah. Gay. No, um, I think that possibly they are. I, I, I mean, it, I don't think it really matters, yeah. but I think that there are two possibilities I see in my mind, uh, or two scenarios, I should say. One is that, you know, this they don't talk about it again, you know, and, and when they watch football, it's now awkward forever, <laughs> as it should be for everyone. But uh, <laughs> it's like, this is great. Oh, the concussions are happening. Yes. Oh. <laughs> but then there's the other scenario where this leads to more conversations, and they've always had this unrequited love, and now it has opened this door. A blossoming romance. That scares every straight man <laughs> in the world. Uh, <laughs> I, am, I am going to jump in, possibly put my foot in something, but I have to do this uh, because I... I presume that at some point I have friends who will listen to the show and they will take me to task if I don't. So the sketch is a little bit by erasure. They could be bi, mm -hmm. right? Uh, they both have girlfriends and yet they're attracted to each other. Now, in the context of who they are, I think it's perfectly reasonable that the two characters do not consider that possibility right? Uh, because they're presented as very bro-y and the kinds of folks who don't really think much about their sort of emotional landscape so in, in that context, it makes sense that they're like, well, we're kissing each other. We must be gay. But the possibility exists that they're just bisexual and attracted to each other as well as their girlfriends. Well, there's one issue that, that – so like um, at the end of the sketch, Ike Bernholtz picks up something and a sniffs pillow. it. Yeah. And he starts – yeah, pillow, yeah. And he like starts kicking his feet on the couch. So that like he's – I think he's pretty much gay. But then the other character, he, like, he, he mentions like during his uh, – at one point, it's like a, like a brief monologue where he's like, I whisper in your ear and... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's so like, Tonight, so, I'm going to make you feel like a lady. Yeah, yeah. I know you're a man. I know you're a man. When did that happen? Look, he's, it's been a, in other, yeah. he's, he's been in other situations like this. Mm -hmm. It just alludes to the fact that he's been... Do you think that? Like, that? That's not what I read from that at all. I uh, read that like that's basically... It's that moment. He's saying that to him right now. Yeah. That's the moment that it happened. Yeah. Oh, okay. See, and I, I took it as he's had that thought before. Oh, yeah. okay. And maybe just now, now he gets to express it. Oh, and if I were yeah. to, yes, speak as myself and really like examine this, I would think that, yeah, they are landing on this sexuality fluidity that in these times is a little, you know, there's a little more hope that more people will can embrace this and not freak out. And I think that's one of the things, again, that I really connected with this sketch about is because it was presenting this, you know, this scenario that could happen and it not all go to hell. You know, yeah, you yeah. not lose a friend. You yeah. just, you know. They, they, yeah. really, they really do lean into it because it's like they're nervous and they're a little bit scared, but there doesn't seem to be any question of, well, let's pretend this never happened. It's, well, what are we going to do now? 
that this is our reality. They're going to light yeah. some scented candles. Right, they're exactly. Gonna, yeah. They're, yeah. they're yeah. going to go to a bar. Maybe. As, maybe. It's okay. Yeah. Because yeah. you're new gays. Yeah. If you're allowed to. Yeah, yeah. 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 you're allowed to as new gays. But there's, imagine there's like a bouncer at the door like, and how long? <laughs> <laughs> Let's or see your ID. Could, <laughs> just scans them and just like, no. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I was going to say that for, uh, I think, Lesbians, bisexual women, it's easier because you just go to Ellen and get your stamp, mm -hmm. right? That's what and happens. Toaster oven. And toaster oven. Yes. <laughs> oh, that was such a good joke. <laughs> but I, there was um, another moment when Josh is leaving um, and he's like, okay, look, I got to go. I got to meet girlfriend. Uh, we'll talk about this later. And he walks in and he gives him a kiss goodbye. <laughs> yeah. And I was yes, like, oh, yes, yeah. yes. I was like, yeah. Genius. Yeah. yeah. I got a so gay. Good. I got a gay. Yeah. I got a gay. I got to go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but I think, and it made me think these two will be all right. Yeah. 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 You know? oh, yeah. I'm with you. Just like the, the grabbing of the face and just, just gently kissing and then leaving. Like that was, I was like, God, that's so good. When, yeah. when did the sketch come out? 2003. Wow. Uh, yeah. yeah. Wow. It's great because the clip online you can see there's a little thing in the bottom, like the, you know, the cry on when they're advertising another show. Yeah. And it says Arrested Development premieres tomorrow. Wow. Ooh. Didn't notice yeah. that. Wow. Yeah. Which is, there's a little like Monopoly looking hotel building. <laughs> yeah. It says Arrested Development premieres tomorrow, which is pretty great. A little moment, a little artifact. With this sketch, is there anything that you would do differently or change? Patrick? Um, the I've been thinking, I've gone back and forth about this because I knew that question was going to come up. <laughs> <laughs> and I love I'm this. I'm telegraphing it. There's no surprise. <laughs> oh, Patrick did his research. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I have thought, the only thing that I could consider changing is maybe that before that first kiss, just a half beat of like eye contact. Yeah. Then the kiss. But I, like I say, I go back and forth because then I'm like, oh, but is that going to telegraph it? Right. And the fact that it just comes out of so much nowhere is great. So that could be my only tweak, possibly. <laughs> yeah, I can even see that happening maybe later where like, it's like the, the first one is just like immediate and it's like, whoa, what was that? And then the next one was just like more deliberate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you do have yeah. one of the last ones. They're kind of like, they don't know how to interact yeah. with each other's just, bodies. Yeah, and they're kind yeah, of like, yeah. I think it's a great moment because it captures that, that kind of that, I think a, really a youthful moment. Exactly. Yeah. It's that I don't know, like, like my body is telling me to do these things, but I don't know how to do those things. Yeah. And but, that, yeah. and what I loved about that bit was that it, it showed that, you know, their want for it, yeah, you know, no, and absolutely. that they're literally now holding themselves back from doing what they want to do. Right. It's just, yeah, yeah. yeah. hilarious yeah. and hot. No. <laughs> <Okay>. Hot. <laughs> good looking dudes. Yeah. They are good looking dudes. Uh, Seth, anything you'd change? You know, actually, no. Yeah. I, uh, I don't think anything, changing anything about this sketch, or at least I can't think of anything that would make it better. Oh, Julia. Sorry, well, you can <laughs> add a comment earlier. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, like, I, I want to get into the, the 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 beats real quick. So, like, the um the, the first beat is the rushing touchdown, and it's like, what just That's happened? It's a passing touchdown. The second beat's oh. a rushing touchdown. Uh, no, the, the first one is a, is, a, is a great catch. 
the second. Oh, I see what yeah. you're saying. Okay, oh, that, 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 that yes. was a great catch. Was there but, some football happening? I forgot. Yes. I didn't. Sports. <laughs> so it was rushing touchdown. <laughs> they used they the right names out. too of the 2003 Bucks. Oh no, yeah, yeah. That, that's right another thing. Yeah, Mike Alsot and yeah. Um, yeah. Keyshawn Johnson. I think they mentioned. Uh, yeah, Keyshawn. Yeah. Well, um, so they it was were like in 2000. Well, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. Fair. <laughs> Fair, Julian. <laughs> um, so like the rushing TD is like what just happened? They immediately start making out. And they're like, whoa, what? Uh, the second beat is the uh, the the kickoff fumble, and it's like. Our lives is new gays now, which I love. I, lo- I love. I love how I just live in that space for a second. It's a great beat. And then the next one is the cheerleaders, and they're like, um, it's official, I'm gay, right? And then the, the, the next one is like they're trying to like resist it, the, uh, the, open, the uh, open field TD where like the guy just breaks, breaks one. And like I, I feel like maybe you switch those. Okay. Other than that, like it, it's fucking good. This podcast is brought to you by the sketch comedy troupe Bad Medicine, DC's best sketch comedy about the worst of humanity. Visit badmedicinecomedy.com for info about live shows, workshops, and t-shirts for people who love comedy. Introducing the second sketch of the day, it's Seth. Hello, everybody. Uh, this sketch is Better Roots from With Bob and David. Now, we've talked about Mr. Show before. so with, And With Bob and David. And With Bob and David. And With Bob and David is just the um, it's sort of the sequel to Mr. Show, where they brought most of the original Mr. Show cast back uh, to do four episodes in 2015, I think was, yeah. So um, why don't we just go to a clip of Better Roots? Um, If I could take a moment out of your lemonade break, uh, I'd like to say uh, uh, a thank you on behalf of myself. Damn you! Damn you to hell, Dilton! We out here, we trying to help you and everything, but... You slowing us down with all these lemonade breaks and snack times and thank yous. Don't nobody need no thank you. Well, you better get used to it, because I'm going to thank you every day. You hear me? Dignity all around. Now, there was a, the end there. Is that the end of the film? No, surely. That'd be ridiculous. Why would I? No, that's the end of the clip. All right, Seth, why did you bring this sketch? Well, I brought it because earlier, uh, on uh, earlier episodes where we were talking about racially charged sketches, uh, you posed the question, do you think that white people can write a sketch about race? And I said, yeah, but it would have to be about white people acting horrible. And that's what this is. Uh, this is a sketch that uh, it takes on the revisionist history of slavery and the Civil War. And I frankly thought it was uh, pretty good and I wanted to take a look at it in that context. It's interesting that you say that because I think that they needed to set up that context more Mm -hmm. in that they were being more critical of revisionist history Mm -hmm. because otherwise to me, it just kind of seemed like it just felt toothless because I, I was not clear that that's what they were parodying to me. So it just came across as like, okay, well, yeah, what if the like- Slave masters were nice guys. Yeah, Andy off the brick. Holy fuck! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's absolutely. I mean, it's. Uh, I'm not going to say it's a perfect sketch. I think definitely uh, they could have made uh, David Cross's character. They could have leaned more into that the the parody with him. But uh, there's a few things that they do. Uh, one of the things is they keep coming back to the the end at the end of the uh, sure. clips. I believe that's meant to show that he's incompetent. I believe, yeah, yeah that, that that it is him. 
He is a filmmaker who cannot use film to get his message across. So he has to tag it for people. Well, they, yeah, they definitely make a point of letting you know that this guy is not bright. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, just all around. And I'm just going to throw this out there. I did not care for this. Sketch. I didn't either. Uh, no, <laughs> a number of people didn't. <laughs> um, I I agree with Andy. I, I thought it was it, – I saw it going after the revisionist history aspect, but it managed to, for me, as a person of color – <laughs> or just oh, a person. I forgot to we do have we, Julian's yeah. ethnic corner <laughs> yeah. on our show. We have to like whenever whenever we have a person of color come on, we have, we kind of have to just call it out because most of the comedy landscape is you know white guys. Yes. So bland yeah. vanilla pudding, <laughs> but not today. No. Oh. <laughs> There's a swirl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Love it. Sorry. Continue. But no, I I found myself watching it and and. I I love Mr. Show. I love with Bob and David. But this, I just kept saying, something's not working. Mm. And the it almost felt like they were punching down. Um, yeah. In in that they were making slavery or a helperism. Helperism, yeah. yes. The fault of the black people. Like when when they open with him saying, "You're giving us all these lemonade breaks," and da 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 da, and he's like, "No, we will be nice to you." And it, I'm, just, I'm like, "Whoa!" It yeah. it 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 just, I'm like, it "No." Was, it was kind mm. of like muddled a little bit because there, there wasn't a clear perspective. So like, yeah. I was expecting a parody of Roots, mm -hmm. and they had three scenes from Roots that were rewritten to like you know, but like but the, but those scenes didn't have a perspective, especially the very last scene, which is an iconic scene in Roots, where Kunta Kinte is being forced to um, submit by like rejecting his own name and adopting the name Toby. Um, and and so that scene was just about like the whip. I'm, I'm not even sure what was happening. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was a little that was a little weak. I, I will fully admit that. And I think, Patrick, to go back to what you were saying about it, like, feeling like it's the, like, presenting it almost like it's the fault of the slaves or the enslaved persons. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things that, that would have made the sketch better is almost if they lean into that more because it yeah. makes the parody more obvious. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. if the slaves were, like, being mean to the masters or something like that, because then it sets up the context of, wow, this horrible white filmmaker has a terrible perspective. So I think I was wanting more of that, just a little yeah. more Bite. Yeah, yeah, like well, the and the scene where they're in, getting paid, yeah. and yeah. you know they go through the whole thing of there's something extra in your envelope and it's a coupon for one free hug, and I was almost wanting not almost I was wanting the Tunde yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to say when he's like, "Do you want that hug now?" I wanted him to go, "No." Yeah. yeah. I, I would prefer not. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then they do the lemonade thing right. yeah. before. And right. then they do it anyway. They didn't even yeah. stay consistent with the way they were writing right. the characters. So I thought they I thought they <laughs> set up the game whereas like I was expecting like so the, the, the lemonade scene for me set up the game that the the, the perspective of the Better Roots film was that Kutakinte or Tunde was actually just ungrateful. Mm -hmm. And so like all the other slaves were enjoying themselves. So they're like, yeah, we're getting good work done. But Kunti Kinte was just ungrateful. And then the next scene was a scene where like, I hear there's, there's been talk. And I, th I think I've, I haven't seen Roots in like, 
fucking years. It's like a, it's like a ten hour fucking yeah. thing. So I, yeah, but like there was, there was a scene where like um, Kunti Kinte was about was 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 uh, was uh, starting on un- starting unrest, and the the slave master was like, "I've been hearing talk that someone's been you know being uppity and saying that we, you know they don't have to do any of this shit, right?" And that's what that scene was. And so like I I, I thought they would have doubled down on that and said play it up more that Kunzi Kinte was ungrateful, which would have been funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, to go back to the whipping scene for a second, the whipping scene doesn't make any sense in the context of the first two scenes because why would these people who are being super nice to the helpers start whipping? Right. Like, yeah. it would have been, I think if you wanted to put that in there, and I, I don't see how you can't if you're doing a parody of Roots, right. it should have been something like where he was trying, he was doing tricks with the whip and accidentally whipped Tunde, rather than he's going to deliberate. Why is he deliberately whipping right. Tunde? Well, and you yeah. already see that he's like hanging from something. Like he's yeah. clearly restrained. Yeah, yeah. He has and to like do the knots. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And, and Bob yeah. Odenkirk's character is watching what's happening yeah. until he gets whipped, and then he stops what's happening. Yeah, yeah. It, it was really strange. And as a quick side note, uh, apparently Jay Johnston has not aged in twenty yeah. years. He's the same. He has yeah, always yeah. looked like that. Yeah, yeah. He, he, <laughs> yeah. he looks the same. Yeah. Um, there, um, sorry. No, I, I was just going to say, even the setup, the the talk show yeah. portions. Yeah, I was a little hopeful in the beginning because I did get I um I'll say I almost chuckled when oh what is her name Patrick uh, Brewster yes Patrick Brewster says you know we're here to talk about better roots uh, or the story of the travesty of the showing of roots yeah right. I was like I thought yeah I was like okay I'm yeah. like yeah. that. Could be funny. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, because because Roots is tough to watch. It's a, it's, it's it's a hard watch, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's a great watch. It's, it's great one watch. of those yeah. things it's like an important watch. Yes, it's Thank like you, Andy. the movie I always <laughs> like Amistad, where oh, yeah. I had to watch it for uh, a film class once, and I kept like putting it off because I knew going into it this is going to be heavy, and then the moment it started, I was like, oh my god, this film is. Amazing, but yeah. it's like, like why I haven't, I watched, haven't seen Schindler's List. I was yeah. going to say Toy Story three. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. we're, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> of course, your name is Andy. Andy. <laughs> Trust me, I'm very aware that I shared the name. Watch it with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stay tuned for our next podcast. Watching, watching tough Toy movie <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> with Andy. With Andy. <laughs> We're going to watch a ton of horror movies before we get oh. to the story. <laughs> we could also watch The Green Mile. There's Andy in there, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> or we could watch Shawshank. Yeah, Shawshank. Andy Dufresne. Is another Andy. Yes, it's a common name in, yes. in movies. <laughs> yeah, It's a name that's been around for a very long time. It's I, Andrew. I know. We're um, just saying. So I do want to talk about the talk show a little bit because yeah. that was my favorite part. I like that both of the characters in the talk show were dumb. Yes. Yeah. Um, because I feel like you're more apt to have, uh, you know, to create conflict, different types of characters. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was fun that they were that they were both dumb, and especially her not understanding that he doesn't want to say the word slavery. Yeah. Um, but then her eventually calling out like, "Why do you keep saying the end? Like, why do you keep <laughs> showing this?" I I did. I think it would have maybe been a better sketch if they talked about the tragic showing of Roots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's the author of the book? Alex, Alex Haley. Haley. But like, if they talk, and it's just, the, maybe just the two of them at the table talking about Roots, about how tragic that was, two white people talking about that, and then maybe you're cutting to like black producers or something like that, just being like exasperated and frustrated. I think that would have maybe been a better yeah. sketch mm-hmm. about Roots. There's yeah. a moment when he is about to 
introduced the first clip, and he's saying how, you know, this is a movie that you can show in, in schools, and and the kids will feel better about themselves yeah. and the world and me. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and yeah. I, if there was more of that. Yeah, exactly. You know, more, like, making it, like you say, about this just pompous, inept, yeah. stronger director. connection between the film and the filmmaker. Yeah. For me, that was, like, the first perspective that I thought was going to go. But it was like, you're going to thank me for relieving your white guilt. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like this yeah, yeah. film this film is going to relieve your white guilt. You're welcome. And yeah. I, I thought that was going to be his perspective, but it wasn't. It kind of got muddled a little bit yeah. into like, because then he started a, a common thing about people like, you know, uh, like Holocaust deniers or, you know, Kanye saying slavery was a choice was like, um, it's like it, it, they're really aggressive about it. So it, it, yeah. it, it turned into that. And he wasn't nearly as aggressive as most of those folks are. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe one of the problems is that I am viewing this sketch in, you know, a post-Kanye saying slavery was a choice, a post-Ben Carson saying that the slaves just came here to live the American dream and work really hard was, uh, and and with those two comments in mind. They got a free boat ride. No. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Should we wow. cut that, maybe? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, Andy, that some of our listeners are probably going to want to recreate the uh, middle passage up your ass. So that's, um, but uh, I welcome it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Do you know? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the one. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. I, d- Ooh, I did so find myself after because I I watched this several times. After the first initial viewer, I'm like, and these times that we're living in yeah. do have me very sensitive to certain people saying events didn't go the way they did. Right. Yeah. And it was a very familiar tone uh, for the sketch of like, you know, I hate to use even the phrase fake news, but it, yeah. it's fake history. It, yeah. Fake yeah. history. And as I watched it like two and three, four times, I found myself thinking, I was like, would this sketch play if they did the same thing with the Nazis and the Holocaust? I mean, yeah. would it even stand, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I just, it it put me in an uncomfortable place. And, yeah. I, and not in the good way you want comedy to. Like, I am fine with, you know, edgy and I'm... I'm, being you know, challenged, being challenged, but this yeah. was just not that. It was haphazard. It was right. incomplete, and yeah. it made me just anxious. All right, and now it's time for the end of the show. But Seth, you've got something you wanted to share first about that last sketch. Yes, it's just a final thought. It's a really minor note. Um, it's a bit of an Easter egg in the sketch uh, when uh, Grebe. Uh, by the way, just a hilarious name. Uh, Grebe goes to return the whip. He does so at uh, Miss Sadie's Dry Goods or whatever it is. Okay, so, and Paul F. Tompkins is a proprietor. Well, Paul F. Tompkins and Paget Brewster played Frank and Sadie Doyle on the, um, oh, my brain, just a Thrilling Adventure Hour podcast for uh, about 10 years. And if I, if memory serves, I believe that podcast ended in 2015. So I think that's a little bit of a reference for oh, the super fans. Okay. Such wow, as this that is a deep cut. Deep yeah, cut. that is a deep <laughs> cut. All right, Patrick, but let's. It's time to go to you for a rating system for the sketches that we talked about today. Well, I was thinking about this, and I decided I was like, you know what? Going with uh, a football thing, the uh, the rating schedule I'd uh, I'd like to use is completely. 
heterosexual butterfly kisses. So, <laughs> <laughs> so from a scale of one to ten, completely heterosexual, male to male, butterfly kisses. <laughs> I would That's give. <laughs> Um, uh, all right. Well, let's, 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 <laughs> I don't know where here. You from go there. I don't know where to go. I mean, yeah, I made yes. the scale. What yes. else do you want from me? Uh, no. Rate a football. Implement thing. the okay. scale. Well, a football thing. I give ten out of ten. Completely heterosexual, male to male butterfly kisses. I too would give it ten out of ten. <laughs> completely heterosexual, male to male butterfly kisses. Julian, I would give it a thousand <laughs> heterosexual. Male butterfly kisses to the like, it starts off heterosexual to the point where it may be you're questioning it to the point where it's just normal. So I didn't set a bro job, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how good it is. That's how good the sketch is. I, uh, I'm actually in agreement with Julian. I was gonna give it 15 out of 10 because who are you fooling, really? But uh, I'll take I'll take a thousand. <laughs> All right, and now better roots. Um, let's see, uh, Julian, what how many. Heterosexual, male-to-male, butterfly kisses, would you give better roots? I wouldn't give it any heterosexual butterfly kisses because this didn't it, – it, it didn't touch anything, any part of any person. Yeah, there's three perspectives, and they're all unclear. And um, if they just picked one, one heterosexual person to butterfly kiss, then it would be a lot better. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd give it one. I didn't really care for it. It's too long mm. um, for one. Um, and we didn't really get into that very much, but I, I thought it was too long. It just, it just, I didn't think it worked very well. Patrick? Yeah, I would give it one completely heterosexual, male-to-male butterfly kiss, only because there were moments in the interview section that made me smile and, and like see the potential that could be there. I thought if they had done more with just those moments and then in that style of with Bob and David when it's time to go to a clip it was just a flash of something and like just, not even yeah. a second long <laughs> and if they had just done more with those uh, I like yeah. heterosexual yeah. butterfly kisses idea. there could have been more heterosexual male <laughs> exactly. butterfly kisses exactly. yeah. yeah if they'd if they'd done something if they'd made Padgett Brewster's character more of an Edith Bunker <laughs> where she's it's it's just she is essentially so dense that she keeps asking questions that the other person's uh, the other person absolutely cannot answer because <laughs> their their premise is completely wrong. That that would have been better. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give it five because they tried. <laughs> I'm gonna give them five for trying. By the way, I just wanted to point out Was five out of a- ten a failing grade. <laughs> I'm gonna give it five because I brought it in and retroactively <laughs> regretting it. Five for trying. Wasn't it a '90s band? That maybe. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Five for, yeah, that's five for fighting. Yeah. <laughs> I can't stand. To <laughs> Thank you for joining us for another episode of Sketch Nerds. A special thanks to our guest Patrick Donahai. Hooray. For being on today's show. Patrick, where can our listeners find you online? Um, You can find me online at uh, PM Donahai on Twitter. Uh, (laughs) On Twitter. I'm so old. (laughs) It's the Twitter. And uh, yeah. And then um, also at the Clink Tank also. The Clink Tank. And, And where can we find the Clink Tank podcast? Anywhere we get podcasts? Anywhere you get podcasts. Awesome. Good to know. Well, listeners, please like, share, and subscribe. If you have a sketch you're interested in us breaking down, please send it to us. We'd love to do that. 
You can find out more about Sketch Nerds and Bad Medicine at badmedicinecomedy.com slash sketchnerds, where you can also find links to the sketches that we discussed today. You can find this podcast and previous episodes wherever you get your podcasts. For Patrick Donahue, Seth Alcorn, and Julian Morgan, I'm Andy Weld. Thanks for listening to Sketch Nerds. This episode was produced by Isaiah Hedden and recorded in Washington, D.C. The closing music tracks were provided by SoundtrackForEverything.com. All clips in this podcast were used in compliance with the U.S. Copyrights Act Fair Use Exemption for criticism and commentary. The Sketch Nerds podcast is brought to you by the sketch comedy group Bad Medicine, D.C.'s best sketch comedy about the worst of humanity. For showtimes, videos, and funny t-shirts, please visit BadMedicineComedy.com.